1: Keyshawn J Will and Zubin, the podcast. Oh, I'm a, we live. My bad. <laughs> Everybody tell me, him me he's back. Let them roll. Turn my treble up, B. The, turn my treble. That's my word. I
0: did back in the day used to adjust like the bass, the treble. <laughs> yeah. Like now yeah. I don't even know where that's located in my car. The gadgets are too It's too, too much. I don't know. I like, yeah. It was a quick dial back yeah. in the day. Now I've got to click things with a touch screen. It's too much.
1: Auxiliary button. I don't yeah. know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Keyshawn Jay Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Bart Scott, Shae Cornette filling in for the guys today. Uh, NBA Finals. Bucks now lead the series 3-2. to two. They get a W on Saturday night. And so – The series shifts back to Milwaukee. Bucks have a chance to clinch it on their uh, home floor. Suns got to prove that they got it on the road. But really, this morning, we're talking more, it feels like, about Dame Lillard than we have been about the finals for some reason because there's been all this back and forth about Dame Lillard and is he requesting a trade? That's how this all started, right? Yeah. It was like, does he want out? It felt like a little Aaron Rodgersy to me, like, what's the latest? But then Dame came out, unlike A-Rod, and actually spoke for himself and, and said what he wants, essentially. So let's take a listen to Damian Lillard. This is the Blazers guard on reports that he was requesting a trade. Take a listen.
2: I woke up to those reports. You know, a lot of people – Reaching out to me, um, but it's it's not true. You know, I I start off off the rip and say it's not true. I said the last time I spoke to you guys that a lot of things are being said, and you know it, it hasn't come from me. So uh, number one is it's not true, um, and secondly, I also say that I, I I haven't made any firm decision on you know what my future will be. So uh, there's really no need for. Uh, anybody else to to speak for me or report this or report that you know if there's something to be said as i said the last time i'll i'll speak directly with with my team and with Neil so um, you know that's that
0: all right, and I believe Dame when he speaks. Look, and I should say that about everyone, but it's true. There are some guys that say stuff, and then sometimes I look the other way and say, okay, I'm sure you told sources different <laughs> things. Not Dame, though. I do believe what he's saying in sense of he hasn't made a decision yet, but I think he's made it very clear um, to multiple different people on multiple different platforms that, like, status quo ain't cool. Like, we got to right. figure out a way now to – figure something out if I'm going to stay here in Portland. I'm not okay with just making the playoffs eight consecutive seasons and yeah. having nothing to show for it. And so I don't blame him for this, but now the rumor mill is starting to a turn, right? Like check where, it, it. if Dame leaves Portland, where could he be going? Hmm. Could it be the Knicks? This, what, is, what? A, this is a scenario um, that has obviously picked up steam. It's just a scenario. Yeah. But to me, Bart, when you look at what would have to be given up, it would probably be some sort of three-way trade yeah. You know, and I, I've seen reports that maybe the calves could be in the mix or something like that. But you have to give up so much to right. get a guy who, yeah, is a generational talent, but like you're giving up half the things that got you where you are. Right. Is it really worth it for that? Like if you could keep the pieces, if you could have your cake and eat it too, would work out with Dame. But like, does New York have enough assets to actually give up to get Dame in a Knicks uni?
1: I mean, they're one of the few teams that have young talent and they have a lot of future first-round draft picks, I believe some unprotected draft picks as well. So they can give the package up, but I don't think anybody has a better package than Golden State because Golden State, I believe, have the the seventh overall pick this year. Mm -hmm. They have Wiseman, who I think is going to be a tremendous big but may not fit with Golden State and how they want to play basketball. And then they also have Wiggins that they can give up, too. So you're talking about the money matching as well like that. I think they have the the assets to, to give up. The problem is, Dame has made this whole reputation about he wants to win at one place. He doesn't want to be like one of these guys that jumps on a super team. And that would be the ultimate super team to jumping to what uh, people will argue it's like one of the best backcourts potentially ever in the game. If you talk about big threes, we're talking about the big three out in in Brooklyn. Imagine Dame Dollar, uh, Clay. Assume that Clay comes back healthy. And also you talk about Steph Curry. Curry. That can be crazy, right? And you talk about how much space is going to be out there. But it's it's weird because you you bring up Cleveland, and we know that Saxon um, is up for an Mm -hmm. extension. And he's been reported maybe as one of the young talents that may be coming out to New York as well. So, I mean, listen – when you start hearing rumblings, it's usually where well, there's smoke, there's fire in, in the NBA. And, yeah, I believe Dame, but we know that he's had these conversations. Because I just don't know if Dame has been given the respect to Cole and go out and get his co-star that he wanted, right? We, LeBron James openly – like lobbied for Anthony Davis. I've never remembered Dame Litter ever even getting involved, and maybe that's to his detriment. The fact that he hasn't been a squeaky wheel and said, "Hey, go out and get me this guy, go get me that guy." LeBron's just, like
0: openly flirting yeah, yeah, with yeah.
1: Uh, with. He's a guy. He's a he's a guy. Steph Curry, if yeah, the All Star came, yeah. I'm like,
0: what's happening yeah, yeah. here? I've seen this yeah, yeah. story before, and I don't fl- like it.
1: Yeah. He's a guy flirting with your girlfriend in front of table, you, right? and then you gotta you, know, you smack the taste out of his mouth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, he's a he is. But it's it's he's crazy. Got no so, shame. So I mean, listen, you know, Dame to New York. New York, yeah, but I mean, New York has a lot of scar tissue, right? Because they, they, they've been you know waiting for LeBron. They went all in. And I think that this regime is trying to build this team organically. And if it is a star that's available, I always thought the best stup- superstar for maybe the Knicks to get that's available, young stars, maybe a guy like uh, De'Aaron Fox. Right, Because we see with Tyrese Hollenberg, they have two guards. You know, you can always flee Sacramento. They're always them to make a transaction. I always Poor thought Kings. that maybe Fox coming over here could be a superstar guy that's able to put up 25 points a game and give them a true point guard and a true superstar. New York just is, is nobody available, right? Everything is in trades, and they really don't want to trade, I believe, all their future
0: with. Or build through the draft, right? right. Like that's, that's the way you would assume the Knicks are going to go, and Tibbs wants to go. Tibbs old school at the end of the day. He likes yeah. to rely on defense. He likes stays loyal to his guys. Hello, that's why you have yeah. half the Bulls roster right now on the Knicks roster. <laughs> exactly, Taj with Taj Gibson and Derrick Rose, and like that's another free agent. Is D Rose going to stay in New York? Because if not, yeah. you do need a, a, a point guard that can help you out well, in that sense.
1: And then quickly, is young talent. But I mean, if you're going, if they're going to make any moves, it's going to probably cost them Mitchell, and it's probably going to cost them um, R.J. Barrett, who's a young improving star. Or band. maybe
0: Obi Toppin, too. Like, I don't know that you can... You yeah, know.
1: I don't know if you get anything for Obi Toppin yet. No, but I'm stronger. saying he
0: might have to be in the mix, like a young guy in the mix. You can't just give up... Right. You're not going Dam- to give Damian Lillard for R.J. Barrett. Right. Like, there's got to be more yeah. to the package.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I see, that's a pipe dream for me. I, they would have to give up everything. You know what I mean? Unless, 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 worldwide, West is working behind the scenes. I don't know if he's allowed to work the scenes like he used to <laughs> when he was a hired gun. You know what I mean? I don't know if he can go out. But you know, the Knicks have to do something because we know that this, you know, them finishing fourth in the East was an admiration, right? It was a lot to do with you know the you know, COVID outbreak in, in Miami, and there's was a lot of things. The East is going to be much better next year. You know, it'd be interesting to see where Ben Simmons goes. You know, Ben Simmons to the Knicks, maybe. Ooh, that, that doesn't even sound. Doesn't right. sound right. Yeah, yeah. no. If he can if can he can handle Lundin. Philly. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. I don't know.
0: Philadelphia fans, man, they blew Santa Claus. They are a different <laughs> kind of breed. I remember covering a Bears game yeah. in Chicago with Philadelphia fans, and, and Mitch Trubisky did not have a good game. And there were some Philly fans next to the press box, and they looked over and they were like, I, I'm I, like, they felt sorry, you know, like, sorry, your offense can't get going. I'm like, this is not characteristic. Like, normally they're such haters, yeah. and they're like spitting and yelling and doing all the things. I'm like, when they're feeling some kind of remorse, you know, things really aren't going the way they want to. Nonetheless, Ben Simmons to New York doesn't. That sounds weird. So does Damian Lillard to New York. I just yeah. don't think that there's enough that you can give up to get a guy like that right now. And hey, Knicks are on the up and up. We forget that this was a year that was a completed. Not you didn't not think Spons the Knicks, over twenty games. That's what I'm saying. Three
1: games where they were picked to win,
0: and it was like the first half was wow. Look, they're picking up steam. Then the yeah. second half, all they did was win. And it's yeah, they they. They couldn't get it done against the Hawks, but look, the Hawks had had right. some but real momentum in the playoffs. This was not lightning in a bottle.
1: Well, you have Collins out there. See, you got you got um, uh, um,
0: Randall. Julius yeah, Randall, Randall.
1: But who's the guy from um, the Spurs that's out there? DeMar, DeMar DeRozan is going to be available. See, I, I just think the Knicks get secondary stars, so they don't want secondary stars unless they can get a guy like Sexton, that's a young guy that, that's committed to the defense. He play. You have to be a certain type of superstar to play for Tibbs. You right. can't. You committed can't, to the defense. Yeah, a yeah, good start. yeah, yeah. You got to be a two way guy. You got to be an effort guy because. Cause, you know he's been known to wear his guys out so you, I think you gotta have a young guy that hasn't already been set in his ways that's willing to put in the work so not everybody's built to play for tips
0: correct and, and put in the work is a good way to say it I mean they practice they practice hard exactly. all year doesn't matter how many games you play this load management situation is not one that flies well with tips and I like that about him he's old school yeah. he plays old school let's and see where Kawhi goes
1: though like it's, it's like Kawhi, Kawhi like I
0: ain't leaving LA I'm just saying. I
1: had he right. heard somebody, what happened was. A little like, birdie? You, I mean, you, you think about Kawhi. He's one of the most unpredictable superstars out there. Because he doesn't
0: mean. open his mouth. That,
3: that, <laughs> and I like ah, that. Ah,
0: he doesn't talk about it all a the fun time.
3: Guy. Yeah. It,
0: I kind, this is kind of a sim. I keep bringing this back to Rogers. It, they don't. He's not a communicator in that way. Like yeah. that's not who he's been. And I like that about Kawhi. So you never know where he's yeah. going to go.
1: But it, that's nervous because he don't say anything. So even if you're his team, you're like, man, we good? We good? Yeah, we good? Mm. You staying? How you feeling?
0: Mm. You have an ACL tear? Mm. MCL tear? Mm. Didn't even know it. Uh, speaking of the NBA, Suns-Bucks, Game 6, tomorrow night on ABC and on ESPN Radio. Should be, should be a good one. Series shifts back to Milwaukee. Can Milwaukee close it out? Can the Suns win one on the road and extend it to a seven-game series? Uh, Keyshawn, Jay, Will and Zubin, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. All right, really hard offense to defend. Dak Prescott, working out, getting ready for training camp. Probably not going to see him in the preseason. Right, whoa but he is ready to take on this year. Dallas Cowboys, Pittsburgh Steelers, they're already beginning training camp this week, which is crazy because I feel like training camp has felt so far away. It's here. It's happening. It's this week. And then the rest of the camp's report, July 27th, July 28th, right around in there. And so now the question becomes, what – are we going to make of the Dallas Cowboys a team that only won six games last year? Obviously, plethora injuries, and it started at the quarterback position. You make some changes on the defensive side of the ball. How you bring you, in a D coordinator. How you, spell, how you spell that? Plethora. I'm plethora. trying to get my college words. I'm you think to my- I know how to spell? plethora? <laughs> I am the world's worst speller. That's why we speak for a living, bar. we don't write. You know, Like I can't. Don't ask me. It's terrible. Plethora. Bro, I'm, 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 I'm gonna add Google. that to my repertoire. I'm just gonna don't look at don't look at my notes. You eight, look ten.
1: at my notes, you're like, what was he? What? Like I know, what, be like, I, I know what it meant.
0: I'll I'll know if you write it down if it's wrong. I'll, I'll be like, uh, that ain't how you spell it. I can know when it's right or when it's wrong. But P. Ra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so the Cowboys now trying yeah. to bounce back from a really bad season. I, and I, we haven't even mentioned this yet. Outside of the injuries, outside of the changes, um, outside of competing in division that that stunk last year, really. And yet still, you couldn't get yeah. it done. Outside of all of that, then there were also the rumors of dysfunction, essentially, in the locker room. Mm -hmm. That is kind of of now silenced, and I think having Dak Prescott paid, ready, under center, your true leader, probably helps. Nonetheless, expectations for the Cowboys this year are what? I I don't know.
1: And, yeah, I mean, I don't know either. Um, But you think that if they can kind of take the next step, just last year, remember, during the pandemic, they weren't able to practice new coach. Um, Mike Nolan just wasn't the answer. And Dan Quinn could be exactly what the doctor ordered. Uh, I think bringing in Keanu Neal really adds a lot. Um, I think, you know, if they play complementary football, right, and if everybody's on board. And with Dak Prescott, you know, happy, settled. Because, you know, those are the type of things that can split the locker room up. And like I say all the time, defense is the easiest thing to improve, right, because it's more about effort and guys doing their job and being on the string and rallying to the ball Right. And if they can play and lean to where you can see, remember, they had one of the top defenses a couple of years ago, not because they had a great defense or great personnel, it's because they ran the ball. They limited the possessions within the game. Zeke was able to handle the load. But to do that, they're going to need their offensive line to stay intact and stay healthy. And that's a big ask because Tyron Smith, as great as he is, and, you know, it seems like he's been around forever. He's only 30 years old you would think that he has a lot more left in him. But, you know, his, the injuries are starting to add up. And if you can't protect the blind side of Dak, then, you know, I think your 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 chances of winning and being successful consistently is going to start to dwindle away.
0: I feel like a lot of teams in the NFL, when they don't have to pay their quarterbacks, they invest in positions like the offensive line yeah. or the defense or whatever it is, mm-hmm. linebackers, I don't know. And, and, and so that was something the Cowboys did. They invested heavily in their offensive line. And yeah. so you had Dak who – Unfortunately, couldn't lead them to the promised land that they thought that he was going to early in his career. And then you paid your offensive line. You had this stout offensive line. Zeke was rolling. Everything was working in their favor. And now the offensive line... Had holes in it last year, had injuries, guys retire, whatever it may be. Now you've paid your quarterback. You can't go out and sign those big-time free agents at all the different positions. And so, now you got to get a little bit more creative. Let's add this to it with the Cowboys, too. We talked about a little bit of the dysfunction that we saw in the locker room last year. Well, now you're going to throw hard knocks in, too. (laughs) Like, everyone's going to get to know this team on a kind of different level. And that, I, I think... I think that could be good for the Cowboys. There's no secrets. There's no stone unturned.
1: Well, Hard Knocks, you know, I've been on Hard Knocks, right? Hard Knocks (laughs) is a story that's probably going to feature Jerry Jones a lot. It's going to be the Jerry Jones show and all his little one-liners and all that stuff. And then they're going to pick maybe Dak, right? But then they're going to find somebody that's on this roster that's a young guy like Parsons. And eventually the cameras fade away unless guys are trying to play to the cameras and trying to be stars and watch themselves on, on the following Tuesday. But I think this is a great advertisement for the Dallas Cowboys because everybody has a perception of what they think it is. And sometimes I think, you know, when we were on hard knocks, I think people saw how great Rex was, how personable he was, what the environment was. Hey, let's go get a damn snack. And it made free agents want to come play there because they knew that there would be a good time to be there. But yet we still got the work done. So I think this can be a great, kind of infomercial for Dallas to signal to other free agents that it's okay to come.
0: Okay, so now transitioning from that, I have a question. Dak Prescott, prior to his injury, didn't always have the most positive narrative from at least Cowboys fans is what right. I'd gathered, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't sure if this was the guy. Then, unfortunately, he goes down with a gruesome injury, and I can still envision the tears, you know, as he's getting carted off the field. And it, it's almost like everyone changed their mind. He obviously covered <laughs> up a lot of Thanks, problems. Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Andy Dalton. Uh, there were a few other quarterbacks in the mix <laughs> as well. Um, and it's like everyone changed their mind because they realized how many holes that he covered up on the offensive line scrambling right. to get plays. Uh, Zeke didn't perform as well then. Uh, he right. had so many receivers that clearly weren't being utilized in the same way they were when he was there. The list goes on and on. And so now I feel like Dak is entering a time as the Dallas Cowboys quarterback where he's coming off a gruesome injury and the narrative surrounding him has changed and we're no longer using this distraction of his contract. So this is a year where he can really come into his own, right? make a statement mm-hmm. as one of the top tier, top five quarterbacks in this league. Can he do it quickly, though?
1: I don't know if he's a top-five quarterback, if that's even his ceiling. I don't think his ceiling is Russell Wilson, right? I don't think he can ever get to the heights and and, and be able to play football like Russell Wilson did. But the thing is, he's in a newlywed phase. Whenever you get a lot lot of money and you were the underdog, he was a fourth-round or third-round draft pick, whatever it was, and he was underpaid. You know, he was grossly underpaid to be the starting quarterback, right. especially for the Dallas, Dallas, Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. But what happens is when you get paid about a year or two after, you have to start picking up out the the teammates, which you don't want to play with. Right. Because eventually the the weight of this contract is going to start making him lose. Guys, he's got to prove that he can do more with less right now. He's doing He was doing less with more. Right now, he's going to have to do more with less because he's going to start losing guys that are up for free agency. They're not going to have the money to keep to retain guys. Right. We saw this happen with Russell Wilson. Right. in the Legion of Boom, like every year was another guy that was going Earl Thomas, you know, uh, Sherman. Right. And and that's what's going to have to happen. So, like, he needs to prepare to be able to not only play at the level in which he played at last year was a high level. He has to take it to an entirely higher level and especially within this division, because you got other guys in this division, you know, that still has a window because they're yet to pay their quarterbacks big money. Right. So they can go out and they can get a great team of proven commodities opposed to him who he's going to have to play with what he has so far.
0: Okay. Well, that's let's look at the teams in the division and that yeah. would be why. Okay. Like it, it, and I just read a note here that according to you, you think the NFC East is the most competitive division in in the NFL?
1: Not the most. I think it's going to be highly competitive because we don't know which one of these three teams are going to come out. Like I love the AFC North. I love the um, I love what's going on. The out AFC
0: there. South. The NFC yeah. West. I yeah, mean-
1: but 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 you talk about these teams are all equally matched, right? I think you know people are slipping slipping. On what the the um, Giants did, right? If they just could have won a couple more games early, and look at what Danny Dimes. I think Danny Dimes is a candidate for Breakout Player of the Year. Okay, right? If he can, if he can make sure that he limits the turnovers, this is a guy that you can do everything that you can do with the modern quarterback. A lot of people look at him, look dorky. I remember meeting him in the in the. Um, the media room when I worked at the fan, he came in with his khakis when he was coming in on a field trip, you know, uh, from Tiki Barber to kind of <laughs> visit uh, media the media world, right? But he's a guy that is more athletic than people give him credit for. He's able to do the RPOs. I mean, he hit twenty one miles an hour so much that he couldn't stay upright to walk in for a touchdown. But he's a guy that if he can turn um, turn down some of the, the turnovers, I call him junior whopper because he's always dropping the ball with them little bitty hands. But if he's driving he,
0: the ball, he's scrambling, well, and then he fumbling. goes to throw it out of bounds and he throws it to the other team. I'm like, this seems like a simple just throw it out of right. bounds. But,
1: but he but he's played well and look, he has, he has. He's we had We, we, we want to talk and gush about Amari Cooper. Gallup and CeeDee Lamb but I tell you what Kenny Galladay you think about Shepard you think about Ingram mm-hmm. like they, they even Slayton people sleeping on they, he has weapons and Saquon Barkley is playing for his football career right because he's either you know he's a guy that that they picked when they had an opportunity to pick up Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen because Dave Gettleman said that he was a generational talent and he hasn't been able to be healthy. He's going to have to have the productivity that he had his first year, which he had over like 700 yards receiving, and he had over 1,200 yards rushing. If he's able to be that, that team is going to be dangerous because I think they got the steal of the draft with OZs coming off the edge. Leonard Williams signed up. That defense was strong, and we know what Washington's able to do. People are sleeping on Washington and their skill position players as well. Their defense is elite. So I think it's going to be very competitive. So it's not a foregone conclusion that just because Dak is back that Dallas should be the favorite, not
0: I'm I'm with you like the Giants last year had if not the youngest one of the youngest yeah. defenses in the entire National Football League and then what did they do in the draft they went all defense except for two picks I right. mean I'm, their first pick of the draft pick 20 they went receiver but other than that they went basically all defense to bolster that side of the ball and then you got another year under your belt with coach judge and obviously he's a no nonsense kind of guy right. He's comes from that Belichick kind of mindset. I don't I have been saying this. I do not think this is the Cowboys to lose at really? all. And then you want to talk defenses. I mean, of all the divisions, this is a league where defense has a chance to stand out with the Cowboys redoing things, the, the Giants now making moves, the The Washington football team, we know what they could be i'm I'm still the verdict's still out on the Eagles, but nonetheless. I gotta say, the Giants have a have a real opportunity this year to make a mark, yeah. and I'm with you on Danny Dimes. He saw he showed flashes right. of being a really good quarterback. If he could just limit those turnovers, they're brutal.
1: Well, that's what happens when you're when your offensive lineman when you, you got Nate Shoulder back. But you know, last year, you know, I think they missed the opportunity. They if they would have got a guy like Becton. You know what I mean? Or if if they got would have got Tristan worse, right? I think you know Danny Dimes would have felt a lot more secure within the pocket. But I think you know this year, you know they they solidified everything. But I, I forgot they brought in uh, Rudolph, right? Yeah, Kyle Rudolph, <laughs> yeah. right? So now you but got so now you, position, right? Yeah. So that's another guy that can give you protection as well and allow Mark I mean, uh, Evan Ingram to be a receiving right. tight end and not right. have to do any heavy lifting. You know this this is going to be an interesting interesting division.
0: It will be, uh, no doubt about that. Um, okay, we've got to take a break. Is one decent weekend enough to right the ship in the Bronx, or is it just all a mirage? That's next. You're listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, and Sirius XM Channel 80.
1: Still swinging a liner, well struck to right, sending Renfro back, 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 and that ball's out of here. Lamar with a home run to extend the Yankee lead to 9-1. Third home run here on this Sunday. This is Keyshawn, J. Willen Zubin.
0: <laughs> it was a good weekend on the diamond, especially between the Yankees and the Red Sox. We got Tim Kirchin, ESPN MLB analyst. He is on the Goodyear hotline joining us now. He's calling Cubs Cardinals tonight at 8 p.m. on ESPN. My Cubbies taking on their rival in the Cardinals. Maybe we'll get a chance to ask him about that. Uh, we're brought to you by Samsung Galaxy. You won't be able to go back to mediocre after this. Are you ready for life? Find out at Samsung com reserve. Tim, good morning to you. Thanks for being with us. Let's talk Yankees here. They won two out of three against the Sox over the weekend. So does that silence the talk of them perhaps being sellers at the trade deadline?
3: They're not going to sell at the trade deadline. They are the Yankees. They have a lot invested in this year, and they're going to have to go for it no matter what spot they're in. Now, is that realistic? We'll see about that. But they... They have to add a left-handed hitter to go in that lineup. They are so right-handed. Their team is so decimated by injuries and illnesses that they have to go get some help. They have to go get another starting pitcher, for sure. Kyle Gibson's out there. He's he's had a really good year. Joey Gallo, I don't know how much he's out there, but they could use him or someone like him. So I, I just can't believe with all the expectations this year and with a playoff spot, still in reach, even though it's it's out there pretty far. I think they have to go for it. So I, I think they're going to go uh, get somebody, no matter what, at the trade deadline.
1: See, I thought they would be selling like Billy Ray Valentine and trading places. I thought they'd be sell, 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 <laughs> sell and, and doubling down. But, you know, you said that that playoff spot is out there, 24% chance, I believe, uh, to make the postseason. You know, you, you talked about some of the moves
3: that's out there.
1: Um, what are they willing to give up to, in return?
3: Well, that's problem, Bart. They don't have that much to give up in return. Their, their farm system is valued, and they're going to hang on to their best kids, but they don't have a whole lot to deal, and there's not a whole lot to deal on the major league roster that anybody would want. So that's the tricky part is – they're going to have to make a deal without that much to deal with. And that's why Brian Cashman is so good at this. He finds ways to get deals done. But in recent years, they haven't had to do that much because they've been such a good team for so long, even though they haven't won a championship in, you know since 2009. Um, but they, they'll find some way to get this done because they have to because the Red Sox, and the Rays are better than they are, and maybe so are the Blue Jays, and those wild-card teams in the American League, especially in the AL West, those are good teams. The Yankees have a long way to go and a lot of work to do
0: talking to Tim Kirchner right now, ESPN MLB analyst. Bart Scott, Shay Cornett filling in for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Tim Kirchin joining us on the Goodyear hotline. Let's go to the Mets now, other side of town here. I mean, they've got issues talking about kicking someone when they're down. Now Jacob DeGrom goes on the IL. This is his second stint on there. He's had multiple injuries to multiple different body parts. Being the best pitcher in baseball, Tim, what does this mean for the Mets going forward?
3: Well, this is obviously not good news. Um, It still seems mildly precautionary, and it should be, as long as you lead your division and you have a bit of a pad, this is the time to make sure you can get him better, as opposed to just pushing him back uh, for one start or a day or something else. But it's troublesome that this keeps coming up. He's, He's come out of three games this year with injuries, and now he's on the injured list, but... They simply cannot win this division without him at 100%. Now with Francisco Lindor hurt, they're just going to have to find a way to hang around until they can get DeGrom back, and then they have to hope that he's 100% for the rest of the way, and there's no telling if that's going to happen. So the Mets are in in a difficult spot. No way around that, but they're still in first place, miraculously, with all that's gone wrong.
1: Now, with that being said, you know this is a team that has aspirations on winning a championship. And uh, Cohen said the other day that if he's going to go over the luxury tax, he's not going to go over about $1 or $2 million. So what moves do you think that are potentially out there for them to put them over the top, like the moves that they made for Cessna, I believe, in 2015?
3: Yeah, they have to go get a hitter. And I'm not sure how easy – it's going to be to get Chris Bryant, say, from the Cubs. I don't know if they're going to move him, but logically I think they're going to have to. And how good would he look playing third base for the Mets? He can also play, you know, the corner outfield and center field and first base. He's a very versatile guy. But to me, if the Mets are have championship aspirations, they need to go get another big-time hitter for the middle of the order. And Chris Bryant seems like the perfect uh, candidate Again, how they're going to get him is a whole other story. But if they could line up those front three pitchers, Stroman, Walker, and DeGrom, and their bullpen is usually pretty good this year, and they add another hitter, and they get Lindor back healthy, uh, this could be a dangerous team in October. But they have to get to October 1st, and I think they need to make a major trade if they're going to be a championship-caliber team in the National League.
0: Lastly here, before we let you go, Tim, um, the, fan th- the fan that threw a ball at Al- Alex Verdugo's head on Saturday night at Yankee Stadium has been banned for life. Uh, what was your reaction to that sentence for the fan?
3: Well, I'm not sure how you're going to enforce that, but it's just another reminder that you just can't throw anything on the field. And if you do, you're going to be ejected from the park. And if you hit somebody like this, you're going to be ejected forever. Um, you know, I know it's a, it's a cool thing now to be, to throw a ball back on the field because you don't want a home run ball, say hit from another player, from a guy on another team. I certainly understand that, but at the same time, just if you get a ball and you don't want it, just, just give it to a kid in the stand instead of throwing it back on the field because, Even though whether that was accidental or not, I can't believe, I can't buy that completely. It was an accidental that he hit a guy with a baseball. That guy has to get thrown out of the ballpark and not come back if you're going to throw a ball in the field and hit another person. That's just absurd, and I'm glad somebody – you know, put the hammer down and told him you're done.
0: Seems so simple.
1: Yeah, should we Should we start prosecuting some of these fans that have overstepped the boundaries? You talk about, you know, you know Trey Young getting spat on. Yeah, and they you know, you're talking about throwing a, a baseball at somebody's head. Should we maybe prosecute some of these guys and just, you know, put them in a the hole for like two days and see how tough they are then?
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I think we should do that. But even when they get out, they're going to be stupid when they get out. <laughs> We're not going to be able to change that, unfortunately. Uh, Send them to see Fleece Johnson.
0: <laughs> Tim Kirchens. Fitting the truth this morning. Thanks so much for the insight. We appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate is actually the word. Uh, this MLB weekend recap is brought to you by Credit Karma. Visit creditkarma.com dot slash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Credit Karma money progress progress rather starts here. Really quick, I want to go back to what Tim was just talking about with the fan throwing the ball. Yeah. So I grew up going to Wrigley, and and when you hit a home run and you're the opposing team at Wrigley, you. Th- in the bleachers, you throw right. the ball back on the field. It's been happening for yeah, years. But you don't gets. hit the guy. No, it's the opposing team knows it's coming, and it happens all the time. And it's like a gentle, loose toss back. Everyone laughs. There's like yeah, the ha organ ha plays. Ha ha. ha. But now it's just gone to a different level. Why are we throwing things at people's heads? It's, it's like, do we need to read Us Weekly? Stars are just like us. We don't yeah. throw. It's like we've all been caged animals through COVID, and right. now we don't know how to act yeah. at ball games. Exactly. I don't understand this. We,
1: we begged for sports to come back. We, were, we needed sports to come back. America needed sports to come back to get back to normal. Now that we're back to normal, these, these fans have lost their damn mind. Listen, I'm like Chuck. You know what I mean? Like I'm throw you from the I'm gonna throw you through the pane glass. Like I don't understand. Like you you throw something at me. Like now you you you're crossing a line where yeah. you think you, you now it's man to man. Right. Like these people would never do these things to these people. If they saw them in the streets, and I think the audacity of some of these fans think that like they, like that we're show monkeys inside of a, a zoo, and they can do whatever they want to do because they paid thirty nine ninety nine to get a ticket.
0: It, it, this is a problem in the NBA. It's a real, true problem yeah. in the NBA. In baseball, there's a little more separation, right? right? But now you're seeing this is becoming a problem in other sports as yeah. well. Like, it needs to stop across all fan bases. Like, guys, we're all there to enjoy. The like, same like an play. adult. Come on, it's ridiculous. All right, the one place where Tom Brady will be just another player. Hmm, where hmm. will he be just another player? I don't know if that place exists, but we'll find out. That's next. But first, Bart has this from Straight Talk Wireless.
1: It's time for some straight talk. We've all been there. You have some real work to do, but the Wi-Fi where you're working isn't going to cut it. It's like leaving the winning run stranded on third base. Not good. Well, now you can be your own hotspot with Straight Talk Ultimate's unlimited plan. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just $55 a month. All on America's largest, most dependable network, Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Compatible device required. See straighttalk.com. This will be a different, oh, totally different team for those haters that are out there.
2: You know, at times I do remind myself, people forget who you are and what you've done. I'm in a position now where, you know, I need to be my best self and, and, and it's really put up a shut up time.
1: This is Keyshawn,
3: J. Will, and Zubin. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: All right. This town is tough in New England. It's a tough place to play, they say, Bart. Bart's over here h- huffing and puffing. What? Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Jay Cornett, Bart Scott filling in for the guys this morning. Going to the NFL, lots to talk about. Before we do, I have a question. I learned something over the weekend. Mm-hmm. This is off topic. It is not cool to have a white background on your iPhone. Like, your text messages should have the black background. Do you have the black background or the white background on your yeah, text messages? I,
1: I'm still on factory settings. I don't know nothing. <laughs> like I told you, I don't know how to send an email properly. <laughs> For me to send you an email, an email i got to old
0: one. That's, that's Im- Im- embarrassing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You need to figure that out. Yeah, an email a... was, like, in the 90s. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm desperate. Yeah, was
1: I, it I still use a machine, fax machine. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't.
0: Yeah, the dial up. You see that dial up? Anyways, I learned, cool kids told me, no more white backgrounds on your iPhone, switch it to black. So get to it. I'll, maybe I'll help you with that next break. Okay. Um, someone who might need a little help because he needs a little lesson in what <laughs> not to say would be the Patriots defensive tackle, Byron Coward. Who? Uh, yeah, his rookie year was Brady's last year in New England. Let me give you some numbers on Coward before I give you the lowdown on what he said. <laughs> he was drafted by the Patriots in the fifth round, 159th overall in mm. 2019. He started 14 games last season for them, and he had one sack. Now that you know who he is, let me tell you about what he said about Tom Brady. So the Bucks are going to visit the Patriots in week four, and it'll be obviously one of the most talked about regular season games for very obvious reasons, but... This is what Byron Cowart had to say. Yeah, he's done a lot of things for the organization, he said. He's coming back, but he's coming back as the opponent. So I'm going to treat it like any other opponent, okay? We ain't welcoming him. We just got to play him. There ain't going to be no damn ceremony for him or nothing like that. He said this on the Patriots Way of Life podcast, by the way. And so we appreciate the sentiment and the comment but I know Bart feels some kind of way about this. What are you talking about? We're not going to treat him differently.
1: Bless his heart. He's like, got a
0: whole handful of it? rings because he played in New England. you I mean, this guy's going to get a standing ovation. They should give him a ceremony and then some. He need
1: a ceremony... Before the game, he need a halftime ceremony. They need to call Beyonce or something to sing to him, serenade him, <laughs> like have him come out. I need the halftime to be as long as the as Super Bowl so they can have a dedication strictly to, to Brady. They need to walk him out at halftime and unveil the Tom Brady trophy in the back with a deflated football in his hand.
0: It's a trophy? You said statue earlier. No, oh, it's stat- a t- oh statue. statue. Oh, my bad. Okay. Statue I'm like, de- now it's just a, a removable trophy? I thought we were putting it in the ground.
1: Statue with <laughs> a deflated football in his hand. It's yeah. all good,
0: though. I, I mean, this guy. And I appreciate him taking a hard stance. Like, I like the chip on his shoulder, like the edge that he's taking. I understand. I get it. But come on. Even Bill Belichick would be like, yeah, we probably should should show a little love.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, he, he probably shouldn't have said that. You know, <laughs> he gonna bring him to the office because like, listen, I got two words for him, Anthony Smith. Okay. Anthony Smith, that's, that's something that this kid's going to have to get used to because the last time somebody called out the GOAT, he embarrassed them. Remember what he did to, to Anthony Smith the, uh, for the Steelers when he was talking all that trash? Like Ryan Clark tells that story all the time about how they were just like, man, you, you probably shouldn't have did that. This dude was a meme and a highlight the entire game. So I, first of all, I don't even know if this kid, because so many people opted out last year, I don't even know if he's even going to be on the field. So if you that bad of a player, why are you even you don't deserve to talk. So now I got to deal with all this smoke. I got to use with Bruce Aaron, no risk it, no biscuit coming in here pissed off against the, the reigning champs and you going you you and gave them bulletin board material in week 4 as if Tom Brady needs it. Like, not that you're supposed to be afraid of Tom Brady because Tom Brady is a guy that can't get out the way. He's an older quarterback. He's going to be a statue for you right there. He's not leaving a pocket. But now his teammates are going to be afraid because now he's going to come in with motivation and now you just woke a sleeping giant. Way to I, go, dummy.
0: I remember Chase Young having some choice words about Tom Brady before they faced yeah, off. The, yeah, get him? Exactly. Before they faced off in the playoffs this past year. I'm laughing. I'm like, you know, I, I forget the exact quote that it was, but it's something along the lines of, like, he ain't that big of a deal, you know, whatever mm. it was. And I'm like... Oh boy! And then Brady caught wind of the comments and was like, "Okay, dude, mm-hmm. like l- let me just show you what's up." And then the the Bucks went out and smoked. I mean, it's just like these are things you don't do to the greats. You don't you don't disrespect them like that? especially
1: this. if you're a scrub. If you're a scrub, like you don't deserve. First of all, you don't speak for none of us in here, right? This is arguably the greatest quarterback of all times. He brought six championships to New England. What are you doing, even saying anything? I don't care if it was a. And this is the thing, right? In the offseason, a lot of these local teams and their media departments, they don't have anybody to talk to, right? There's no programming, there's no, no sub-stories. So, they, so the only people that talk are the bums, right? So the bums talk because, they because of course, they're always available. They're trying to make a name for themselves. And they sit up there and they get on there and they get free because they're in an environment that they looked at that's friendly. But they don't understand that if you say something wrong, that, that stuff's going to get put out. So he was probably sitting there. They was bored. They need to fill an episode. They asked him, can he jump on? And he put his foot in his mouth. And now the an entire organization, is gonna have to deal with Tom Brady in Week Four, and it's all because of this guy, in the words of Fred G. Sanford, "You big dummy."
0: <laughs> what am I even supposed to say to that? I, mean, I. He's not wrong. There's no lie in anything that he just said. I'll just say this, Byron, Byron Coward. You didn't know any better. Maybe you didn't know any better. Although you were, he did know same, better. He was you were on the, on the with Tom Brady. Like, what are you
1: thinking? He does know better. Fred uh, G. And,
0: uh, yeah, you can't have just Fred G. And let me just say this: if if Bill Belichick, the Patriots, and everyone. Uh, uh, Everyone they treat it as if it's just another game. Shame on them! Like it shouldn't be treated as such. It should mean something that Tom Brady is coming <laughs> back to Foxborough, gonna, and we should show him such respect. Like let's not yeah. let's not put this narrative out yeah. there as if it's just another game in, on the week four slate. Yeah. No, it be, ain't.
1: They're gonna be doing that So, I'm like, I was here for four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just for kidding, Grunt. Listen, this is the thing, right? Like we always used to have this, right? We we whatever. Team that we were playing, and that player, that coach was there before, and they did them wrong or didn't do them wrong. We just call it that bowl. So, this would be the Brady bowl. We would call this the Brady bowl. Right? We're going to win this for Brady right? So if we got a guy out there that's talking smack, we're like, okay, we're going to circle this guy and we're going to make this the worst. Byron Coward. Yeah, we're going to make Byron Coward, gonna, we're going to make this the worst game of his career. And that comes when we're going to target him in the run game, we're going to do whams, we're going to do traps, we're going to hit him from so many directions that he ain't going to know where it's coming, and he's going to tap, tap out even, even if he playing. We're going to have automatic checks to what he doesn't do well and we're going to make him look like an ass.
0: And I'm, I, I'm laughing now because obviously the Bucks are the reigning Super Bowl champs. Like, these guys are boys at this point, right? Yeah. Like There's a reason and they brought back yeah. the entire roster well, on the run it back and they're and they, and they
1: gonna need they're gonna need motivation right so because right. what happens is because when you win a championship like sometimes you can get bored and everybody's gonna give you your best game because you're the champion and you got to try and live up to that energy <laughs> this is exactly what the doctor ordered for them
0: yeah, it, it's like the michael jordan in the last dance like he always needs something to like fuel that motivation yeah. it didn't matter where it came from and like here it is for week four like this will be on the locker like i can see
1: grunk now because grunks you know he watches this show he's a big fan of mine's right you know so he's gonna watch his <laughs> show and he's probably gonna the week of it, he's probably gonna gonna have a picture. what's his name brian who it doesn't byron. matter what his name is. it
0: doesn't byron. matter what
1: his name is byron cower they're gonna have a byron cower and it's gonna have a fred g sanford quote on it at the at the bottom you big dummy
0: You big dummy. Uh, We will see. It's week four. It's early on. So at least this gives us something to look forward to. After all the week one jitters get out of the way, you only got three weeks left for the countdown between the Buccaneers and the Patriots. And again, this was the quote. I'm just going to give it to you one more time really quick. He's done a lot of things for this organization. A lot of things. (laughs) He did everything. He did legit everything. He's coming back, but he's coming back as an opponent. So I'm just going to treat it like any other opponent. We ain't welcoming him. We just got to play him. We're not welcoming him. We're not welcoming him to the place he literally built. There ain't going to be no damn ceremony for him or nothing like that. Why do we have to throw in, like, the damn? Like, it just feels yeah. so rigid.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so forced. That's what I'm saying. He's looking for attention. He's going to get it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and he's going to get it. Week four oh, against you gonna the learn. Buccaneers. You're <laughs> going to learn. What you use, Trey? I told you, you're going to learn. Do you ever stop? Not tea either. and coffee? This early in the morning. doesn't mm-hmm. ever stop. Wait till I get my Mountain Dew. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of welcoming people back, will the current MVP be welcomed back in Green Bay? Ooh, that's next. Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin, ESPN Radio. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.